in Studio 99. They're going to drop the puck at 7 and pleased to be joined by a man who has his number retired by the Edmonton Oilers, a veteran of uh, close to 900 pro games between the WHL and the NHL. It's Al Hamilton. Al, great to see you again. Nice to be here. <laughs> <laughs> You're always in a good mood. That's why we love having you on the show. Hey, uh, are you, you still know, playing golf or what? Like you, you like to golf? Were you able to get out over the last couple of weeks? No, I haven't been out. I, I hung him up. I think in the first week of September. And oh, that, suck that, it up, Buttercup. Come God, on, <laughs> guy like you. No, I think I get the soft hands of the cold. Doesn't well, <laughs> doesn't work, work too well with it. Hey. So is that what you said when you got that, uh, what, what was it, about a 400% raise when you went from the NHL to the WHA back in 1972? That I, was, I, uh, well, we went from starvation to, uh, to living? decent living, yeah. 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 Well, so at it's le- quite at significant. You, at least you weren't one of the guys, because we've had, I mean, we've heard numerous stories over the years of guys at the WHL, you know, their teams folding while they're in the middle of a flight, uh, <laughs> you know, not knowing where the plate is going to land. Uh, jo- I think John Garrett changed teams. I think John Garrett one year was traded twice. Well, do you know the and John- then the third time his team folded. So then well, he went to a new. How team. about the time they didn't have any per diem money? So they called one of the uh, minority owners, and the guy owned a bar, and he gave them a whole bunch of ones and fives, and they're sitting there at the front of the plane on a commercial flight and divvying up for 23 players their per diem, which was like 35 bucks back then or whatever, and all they had were fives and ones. I don't ever recall it being 35 bucks. It was less than that. It was less than $35 (laughs) for the per diem? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, We, uh, there was some adventures in that league. Um, When I first came, when I I heard about the league starting, I was doing pretty well in Buffalo, and I liked it there, and... uh, I was. I knew Bill Hunter would be out scouting for guys. And I didn't really want to hear from him because I. What, what do I need this for? Right. And uh, but I was in Buffalo, and, and Punch was uh, Imlock was notoriously cheap, and uh, I. I got 35 points one year, and I was the only plus player on the team. And he said, "Well, I, you've done really well. We're going to give you a $2,500 raise." And if you bring an agent, that's off the table. So um, going to, I met the team, or they're in the Memorial Cup in Ottawa. I met the team there and had a meeting with Bill Hunter. My agent that I didn't really know very well came back and said, well, I've got you, uh, I got you a contract, five years, 50 grand a year. And I said, I know, you're fired. I can get more than that on my own. So, uh, by the time I left there, I had uh, agreed that I, I would uh, come, to come, but uh, I wanted a guarantee. So he uh, said, Dr. Allard will we'll guarantee your contract for five years, whether the league folds or not. And so I said, well, yeah, I can live with that. And, and coming home was kind of exciting. And All right, so tell us the truth here. How much were you going to make in Buffalo? And what did you end up making? Like, was it two and a half, three times more coming to the, the orders in the WHA? I'm, yeah, the, uh, I was making 27.5 in Buffalo. My first year in the NHL, I was in New York. I made 13,000. Um, so when I came here, I started, I think, at 75 with five grand uh, increments built in and uh, plus bonuses and stuff. So there was a significant jump, and I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. How did you, when you came to the WHO from the NHL, 
did you notice a difference in the quality of the play? Like, w was it, could you argue that it's like, okay, the top WHA teams could have competed for the Stanley Cup if they were in the NHL, or how did it work in your mind? Well, uh, the first game we played, an exhibition game against the Los Angeles Sharks, and the safest thing on the ice was the puck. <laughs> We had fights all game, but at the end there was a bed-clearing brawl, and I went, what the hell have I got myself into here? And uh, as, the, as the league got better, I mean, we, we had the Minnesota Fighting Saints, uh, and they had a Brackenberry on the Carlsons, and uh, the, the most memorable thing I remember about that is Chris Worthy was, was goalie. Uh, our goalie, and he went to play the puck behind the net, and the Carlsons wore the big horn rim glasses, and three of them converged on him and knocked him, uh, knocked him flying into the boards. His helmet, or his mask went off, his gloves, and he was staggering around. And he, we had a guy by the name of Stevie Carlson, who, or, and he had played in, uh, with the Bears. And uh, so uh, Chris says, for gosh sakes, if one do something, he says, I am. I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> Stevie Carlisle. Yeah, Carlisle, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Al Hamilton joining us in, in Studio 99. Obviously, you're keeping an eye on the, the current edition of the Oilers. I mean, I'm just wondering as someone who, who played, and, and I'm guessing uh, you're, the teams you played on weren't perfect every night, sometimes got outshot, and some days found a way, and some days... They did. So when you see that 52-22 shot clock with the 6-3 on the scoreboard, uh, I mean, what do you think of that? Well, at the, about the five-minute mark of the second period, when we couldn't touch the puck, I, we couldn't connect on any passes. We were going, I'm, oh, my goodness, this is just a disaster waiting to happen. But not very many teams have a game changer that can, that can change the whole complexity of the game. But I mean, All right, we're going to put you on the spot then. Because you were considered sort of like the Bobby Orr of the West when you came out. Yeah. You played during Bobby's era. Uh, Guy Lafleur, you know, all of the great players of the 70s. Wayne in the 80s. Where would you, like, have we ever seen a guy that fast as what we've seen out of Connor McDavid? That unique? No. The, uh, I, I watch him. I love watching him because this his transition and... He can be in full stride in, in just in a millisecond. And, and to be able to handle the puck like he did the other night, that guy's kind of looking for it down between his feet, and, and he just gives it a little tap, a controllable play for him. Most guys would right. be banging away at it and then and, and, and presses it. It makes one neat move, and it's in. I think that... He is going to be one of the all-time greats for sure. I mean, that's just a given. He's he's got so much skill and so much uh, speed and, and and a will to succeed. I mean, that's that's the big difference between him and a lot of guys. Al, we appreciate you stopping by. It's always great when you when you come by for a visit. And the 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 one Edmontonian that we forgive for cheering for the Calgary Hitmen. That's the, the only exception we make is for Al. Well, I'm an old thing alumni, and I keep my mouth zippered at those games. I just sit there and watch. <laughs> of course, Al's uh, son coaching the hit, but thanks a lot for dropping by. Thanks, Al.